Welcome to episode number 127 of the Towelite Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. Before we get to the news, we just want to encourage everyone to download all of these episodes on the Radio Public app and help support creators making the podcasts you consume. Every podcast that you download helps us out, quite honestly. Um, and so we're encouraging you guys all use it. Uh, it's a good user interface over there at Radio Public. So help us out, please. Consume our shows like Galactus. That's it, man. That's it. Galactus for life. All right. So let's get into our Marvel news. Uh, first things first, Captain Marvel premiered over the last weekend. 150 million, sorry, 155 million domestically, 302 million internationally. That's the seventh biggest opening of a Marvel movie of all time, or just period. I don't know. It was like a disgusting amount of money. But what do you, what did you think of this Captain Marvel situation? In regards to what you just said, I would say they go hand in hand anyhow, because you know those movies set you know box office records anyhow, right up there with Star Wars and stuff. So they just rewrite what you know what that even means. Um, I you know i I had fun at the, I had fun at this movie. I I give it about a seven out of seven out of ten. Okay, I have a very. <laughs> you were just like I had fun with this movie. I did. Um... I um I. <laughs> there's things I I really enjoyed like the scrolls. I I really enjoyed that twist. Uh, I don't want to you know spoil alert. There is a twist involving scrolls if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> um and I, I enjoyed see. seeing Coulson again. I really did. I on, the, on a big screen. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to save my thoughts for my article, which you can read on don'tforgettotowel.com where I review Captain Marvel, but I will say that that's an insanely good opening. Um, you know, obviously the audiences did not give a crap about Rotten Tomatoes, and they went out in droves. So that's congratulations right. to Brie Larson and the, the whole Marvel team, Kevin Feige, of course. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Endgame. Endgame trailer dropped today. Did you watch it? I did. I watched it before the show. It didn't do anything for me, except maybe want to watch the movie even more, because I know it's coming. And we're already over the uh, the Captain Marvel hurdle. So um yeah, I thought it was it was it was a cool trailer for what they did. And they're not showing us anything, so whatever. It you know throws Captain Marvel in there, so it you know it says all right, we're ready to show you a little more. <laughs> and that's it. Maybe we'll show pictures, you know, that aren't edited. <laughs> right. Yeah, let me go into the speculation realm. Because I did go on Twitter, and of course someone dropped a screenshot, and everyone's talking about the possibility, so this is not fact, the possibility that Hawkeye is training Kate Bishop in the trailer. What is your thoughts on that? Oh, I didn't know how much you wanted me to talk about it. Um, we talk about it because it's not confirmed. That's true. Um, it, you, this, the funny thing is, it's like it's him before. It's before like his his like uh, last Mohegan's haircut and going all Ronin on us. Um, yeah. So I I just feel like it's one of it's like his daughter, and he's teaching her how to shoot an arrow, bow and arrow. It could be as innocent as that, or his wife. Linda Cardellini. Or his wife, but it looks like a kid. 
to me. Does it? It, looks like, it does look like a like a teenage girl. It's like the stature. I don't remember him having a. I don't. Girl, that's what I was but... questioning. That's what I was questioning too, and um, I I didn't go and confirm that for myself because okay. I I feel dumb. I don't you know should should have probably researched that, but um, whatever. I don't know. People have been speculating about Kate Bishop for a while now, and maybe they'll do it. I would glad gladly uh, accept Kate Bishop into the MCU. You know, I think that they should go kind of in that path, especially if they're saying, "Oh, hey, here, Miss Marvel will be in Captain Marvel two and stuff like that." Let's. Uh, how are you going to grow Phase Four to be more unique than what you just did? My dream world <laughs> involves. Matt Fraction, David, uh, Asia's, you know, Hawkeye run put mm-hmm. on the small screen and bring me Kate. You know, if Hawkeye is, he's not good enough to stand in his own movie, I would be more than happy to see a early 2000 set uh, Black Widow movie with Hawkeye, you know, in attendance, just like Nick Fury was in attendance with the Captain Marvel, but it was really her movie. Um, I'm more than happy to see that movie, but I think a small time, like, you know, cause I think that, um, Jeremy Renner is a funny actor. I think he's a good actor. I think he has the chops to, to pull off the character in a TV show. You know what I mean? Maybe a big budget movie. He's tried doing that a few times. It never works. He can't carry a movie. Exactly. And I think that realm is very accessible now. Um, if you look at like what Bradley Cooper did with, um, what was that? Uh, Limitless. Uh, you know, that was, I, I would never imagine that they would tie the two in together like that, how they did on TV. So, um, yeah, I just, I, you know, things are, it's hands off now. It's like, they can, like the TV realm is open if it's the proper, the proper channels. Okay, we have our director of the Shang-Chi movie, which is Destin Daniel Cretton. Uh, one of his projects was actually Short Term 12 with Brie Larson. So Disney's keeping it in the family there. And uh, what do you think of this news? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this movie, to be honest with you. Uh, it's it's definitely different along what they've been doing for the past 10 years. Uh, so let's see what, what direction Phase 4 takes us. And... Uh, I'm ready for a little martial arts mixed in with my uh, Marvel movies. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what life is all about. <laughs> it's true. true. That's it. All right, so this is a crazy one. Disney yeah. Plus is going to be working on a what if animated series. Um, what if? Uh, I don't even know how old. I feel like they started in the '80s or their, yeah, I think the yeah. '80s. Yeah, right for for comics. So what yeah. if? Wolverine was Spider-Man. What if the Hulk was Thor? You know, whatever. Huh? If Venom took over the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. I remember like those, like I had that symbiote one when I was a kid. It was like one of the craziest things. And I love those books. Me too. And it's just like when they announced this, it wasn't announced as an animated series at first. It was just like, we're going to be, they're going to be doing a what if series. I was like, what? <laughs> a yeah. live action one? But then when they said anime, I was like, yeah, this makes more sense. But uh, more sense. still amazing. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, I always like the comics. Um, I like that Disney Plus is taking some liberties, you know, kind of some doing some crazier ideas. And 
I can't wait to see what they keep coming out with. Absolutely. And then finally, um, Sony has announced that they are already planning the next seven years worth of their universe, which extends beyond just the movies of which we have uh, Spider-Man Far From Home next. Uh, we have a Morbius movie coming out next year. We have an untitled Sony um, Marvel movie, which could be Venom 2, because we know that that's happening. Um, we also know that there will be another Spider-Verse, especially after it won an Oscar. But then they are also planning cartoon shows and television shows based off of this uh, Spider-World Spider of Marvel characters or whatever Sony decided to stupidly call it. What do you what do you think about this? Uh, take it and run. Uh, you <laughs> serious? I mean, it's like yeah. You were super successful in 2018. Yeah, and nobody saw it coming, and we all wanted to hate on Sony about it and just be like, "Yeah, it's Sony. They're gonna just you know screw this up royally as usual." And uh, we all had to eat that one. So, um, Spider Verse we knew was probably gonna be good, but we didn't realize how good it was gonna be. So that kind of sold it to all of us. Like Venom, like we were all wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, so wrong. I, you know, I can rewatch, I rewatched that movie and it's still a good movie. So, you know, it's, it's it's good. I wasn't just drunk at the movie theater, but, um, you know, Spider-Verse, uh, ignited something in Sony and they should just cash cow that all the way to the bank. Yeah. I mean, because of what they did, it really was Chris Miller and, uh, Phil or Chris Miller really, really did that. So good on that. Um, so you know what, like we said it, I think last week, week before, until they prove us wrong, keep doing what you're doing, Sony. <laughs> I'll keep consuming your Spider-Man <laughs> media, including Craven, Silk. Oh, Craven. Um, Craven and Silk are still on the movie docket as well. And I don't know that Black Cat Silver Sable thing that got shut down. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. That could come back. A Silver Sable type movie would be kind of cool if they could do it like what they did with the video game, and they could do fun stuff with these characters. But right. don't go doing like Silver and Black and being like, let's do these weird mashups. It doesn't. That doesn't really sell me on it. Who Not knows? I, I've already been proven wrong, so I could be totally wrong about that too. Also, also true. <laughs> All right, so we have some DC news. Let's jump over across the pond we have a rumored team for the suicide squad 2 uh james gunn movie um early plot details show deadshot as the center of the film um drawing from the uh 80s ostrander run and we know that idris elba is up for that role but we have some names here um some characters choices including rat catcher king shark polka dot man and peacemaker um, you know your wacky DC a little bit more than I do. I only recognize two of those names. Uh, what about this team? Kind of anything stand out to you? <laughs> if this if this is like James Gunn's dream team, it's I'm all I'm all in. Um, I just watched a Batman: The Brave and the Bold episode the other day, which I I want you to watch sometime in the future. I want you to enjoy the curviness of that show. It's it's beautiful. Um, but Polka Dot Man was one of the villains. It was just like, yeah, this could be a lot of lot of fun in a in a movie. So, um, yeah, King Shark we've seen. I think that's a great pick. I mean, he's 
prominently featured in Suicide Squad anyhow. We've seen him in Escape, uh, no, Assault in Arkham. Yep. Um, Ratcatcher, I'm not super familiar with. Um, Peacemaker, I've heard of. And Those all these... are the two I didn't know. I, I okay. King Shark and Polka Dot Man, yeah. So these, this is like weird stuff, and I love weird DC stuff. So I'm all, I'm all about it, especially from, uh, from the mind of James Gunn. Yeah, that's it. If anyone's gonna go weird, it's James Gunn. Mm-hmm. All right. In some casting news, uh, sorry, sorry. Before we get to that, before we get to that, Shazam um, had a preview, um, and it received really high praise. People saying it's the best DC movie that's ever happened. Blah 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 blah. Um, we also have a rev. Can you tell me what this revelation is? Tell me this. What? Which one? John Glover is Savannah's father. Who's Savannah? Oh. Is, is that um, uh, Mark Strong's character? Correct. They, uh, yeah, Doctor Savannah wow. is the, and then his father is being played by John Glover. Uh, so, aka Lex Luthor from. Exactly. So keep it into the DC family, yeah. uh, which I like, I like John Glover. I think Lex he's a Luther really... from Smallville. Just uh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I, it's cool to see him in this movie. That's, I think that's a cool DC connection and you're seeing that a lot more often now these days. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so sneak peek coming, uh, next, next week. Next Saturday, yeah, I got an email from Fandango. I got an offer to go see to buy tickets early to see the sneak peek of Shazam on March twenty third. Um, so mine, I I don't. I'm a Fandango VIP guy. I don't. I don't uh, know. Fandango early access. Yeah, I see it right now on the website. Did you get it? Did you get the no, email? I'm no, see, I just see it on, oh. the, on the website. Yeah. So I guess I'll. I got the email. So I I was like, all right, I'll go see it. Okay. <laughs> Why not? I'm excited to see this movie. I'd love to write, write a re- little spoiler-free review for everybody, and then uh, we'll fill it with spoilers. Chris, be I, be step up. Be that guy. Be be me. Yeah. Be the hate that consumes you. That's a that you. If you write a review the day it comes out, that's one thing. If you write a hate-filled spoiler, uh, you know, review, you get you get labeled by the geek community. That's yeah, true. Okay. That's a, hate, a hater, they say. Yeah, right, all right. I gotcha. All right. Well, cool. Um, um to the DC universe here. Adrian Barbeau uh is being put into Swamp Thing. So she was on the television show in the eighties. Movie. Um, oh yeah, the movie, sorry. Obviously the West Craven movie, Casey. Um Huge Adrian Barbeau fan. Uh, yes. Yeah, John Carpenter's movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they used to do things. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Put it time, I guess. Oh, no. She, no one not rising her role, right, from the, from the movie. Correct? No, I, definitely not. Um, okay. She's going to just, you know, it's just like Supergirl playing Supergirl's mother, you know, and <laughs> that that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Cool. It's a great fan. It's great fan service. It's great that she's rejoining the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's cool. I agree with that. Yep. Can't wait. Um, in other news over on Titans, 
Isai Morales is joining the cast uh, or joining the cast of Titans as Deathstroke. So now we have confirmation that Deathstroke will be a part of Titans. What do you think of that? Great. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, Yeah. That just, you know, it really gets me excited for season two. It means that we're not just going to stick with the Trigon thing for two seasons. You know, they're going to vary it up and, I really want to see how they're going to handle all these characters. I'm, I'm excited. I, and, you know, that really, it really was a strong start for DCU out of the gate. Well, I also like this. So the actor is uh, 56 years old. So awesome. we're going with, a, uh, we're going with a Deathstroke who knows his shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's always that he was always that old man who was like menacing these teens. Um, it's like, man, Deathstroke, can't you? Like a you Scooby-Doo know, villain? <laughs> yeah, can't you just go be somebody else's bad guy? You know, like, what do these these kids do to you, old man? So, yeah, it's 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 cool. Um, I'm excited to see his interpretation. Yeah, me too, for sure. Um, we also got our first look at Harley Quinn's Joker, a.k.a. Alan Tudyk, a.k.a. the new voice of everybody. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. It was like... Alan Tudyk will figure it out somehow amongst his 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 busy ass schedule or something like that. It was a, it was like, how does he find time to do all this stuff? I know he's, uh, he's on Doom Control. He's on this. He's in at Aladdin. least two Disney projects. Yeah, right. We'll talk about Aladdin later. You know, yeah. it's it's insane. And he's probably K two S O again. So I mean, oh exactly. It's like. <laughs> It's uh, uh, a lot of voiceover work, I guess, really. Voice acting on your own time. Yeah. So anywho, uh, yeah, you know, we got a clip of him. To me, it didn't show anything. It's just the Joker's in a Harley Quinn series. What did you see? Right? It was the one from Instagram. I just saw a picture. Oh, yeah. It's just, okay, it's just look <laughs> at the Joker. Yep. Seen it, seen the Joker look a thousand different ways. So. Yep. Um, big piece of news here. Uh, DC Universe is free this weekend. Um, and you get to see the first episodes of all of its shows. So that's Titans, uh, Doom Patrol, and Young Justice. So when you're listening now, pause us, come back, whatever, go check out the DC Universe. I tell everybody it is worth the money. I tell everybody that asks me, like, oh, should I be watching this stuff? I mean, to me, Doom Patrol is one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. I love that show so much. And it was funny, after the last episode, my wife goes, this might be a little too weird. <laughs> and we're just like, please be Friday again. Um, right level of weird for me, man. It's, it's, it's a beautiful show. I, it's, more, it's more than I expected and it's more than i even wanted um yeah it just it it takes my mind and my emotions and it runs freely with them um yeah guys uh so it's going to be those shows be available to you starting friday which is you know the show be coming out today is friday so if you're listening late tonight through the weekend so get your fill i've watched i've watched both of the uh the first episodes twice of those shows. And I just, they both amaze me. So all three shows, man. Well, young justice, of course, yep. but I, I have not watched that twice. I, uh, 
<laughs> that was also really good. All I'll say is hashtag forager. All right. <laughs> Moving right. on. Bug life. We got a trailer. For me, best trailer I saw this week of Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it has a release date of May 14th on digital and then June 4th on disc. What did you think of this trailer? It made me it made me really hot, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. It just hyped, just hyped me up, man. Yeah. It was like it was intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I, so I waited to watch this trailer until um, today before the show. And even after like reading about it and seeing pictures from it, I watched it and it was like, it still blew my, blew my mind. It was awesome. I, I can't remember. Cause so I read the comic. Um, I can't remember if that's a Tom King. Tinian. Okay. So James Tinian, the fourth or whatever. Um, Okay. So awesome writer on that. And it made sense. They made it in an organic way. But if you <laughs> Joker teaming up with Shredder, I just about lost my mind. Batman fighting Shredder. Yeah, Batman fighting. Well, it was funny, though. Oh. It's Neil Adams' Batman, which yeah. is not what he looks like in the comic. And I thought that that was really cool. Is it Kevin Conroy? I'm assuming. No, it's... Um... It's. Um, it didn't quite sound like him, but I was like, "Who's the Troy Baker?" Does both Batman and Joker in this movie? So it's the first time an actor okay. has done both uh, both those roles. Okay, in, I'm looking at this list. Movie. Here's this list: Darren Chris, who was just in the Versace movie, which is effing great, is Raphael, my favorite. Tara Strong back as Harley. Rachel Bloom from My Crazy Ex Girlfriend on Batgirl. John DiMaggio, Mister Freeze, Kyle Mooney, Michelangelo. He's always Michelangelo. Baron Vaughn's always Donatello. So, anywho, some of the some classic voice actors who've worked on the Nickelodeon stuff as well on Turtles, just carrying over. Um, but that's cool. John, <laughs> Troy Baker, man, that guy can do no wrong. <laughs> no, he's no. the new Nolan North. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that was one of the best trailers I've ever seen, is animated stuff. So, moving on to Highlander news, uh, Adrian <laughs> Paul. DC bought Highlander? Oh, God. I don't know. But Adrian Paul is going to be Dante uh, on Arrow. He is the leader of the Ninth Circle in the comics. Tell us what the Ninth Circle is. The Ninth Circle is a criminal organization that was... Um, introduced in the Ben Percy run uh, in Green Arrow Rebirth. So it was uh, Dante is somebody who Oliver Queen uh, I believe was like in charge of Queen or whatever at that point in the comics. Correct me if I'm wrong or something like that. But he ends up being the the villain um, within this strange like what was it? Like a tribal tribal like they were like trading they're trading people right they were kidnapping people and like it was like yeah. tra- human trafficking but what were they they were like a weird cult-like um organization yeah so, man i don't i don't quite remember yeah but... that's what i remember from it it was like because they had like this crazy like barge out in the ocean 
Yeah. Cool right. stuff. So um, who knows where they're going to take this, especially with um, how they usually adapt things. So who knows? But Ben Percy did a fantastic job on um, on Arrow, his run. So yeah, yeah. take a look and read that if you guys haven't done that yet. Um, and then finally on DCCW News, Batwoman pilot uh, is expected to predate what happened in the last crossover. Um, so it's got a 15 episode slate. I couldn't, I, I couldn't remember that they had 15 episodes. So I just read that this morning, but, um, yeah, so we're going to see how, maybe how she gets into the role. I don't know. She seems pretty established at that point. So I guess we'll see where the show takes us. Yeah. Just a proper origin. I'm thinking this first season is the origin and then the next season will go post crisis fast forward. Yeah, I think so. It would make sense to me, but you know, I don't write these things. Uh, so in Berlanti, we trust in Berlanti. We mostly trust. I'm, I know we're supposed to do this, but I'm going to move this up because we have a lot on the back end. If that's okay. That's good. For me, man. All right. So let's move on to comic news. Uh, from Dark Horse. Why don't you take this one? I don't. I don't even know anything about this. Yeah, the Orville is getting uh its own comic, and the producer writer of the show, David A. Goodman, will be uh will be writing it with art artists David Cabeza and Carlos Michael Etia. I guess I'm gonna butcher his name, but uh, it's gonna be season one point five of the show. Uh, so you know how they go back and they do these mid-season other books or comics. So that's that's what this is. Um, and then next up in comic news, this is this is really interesting. I like I like this. Some people are kind of complaining about it, but um, Jeff Lemire and Michael Walsh will be doing a Justice League Black Hammer crossover. And it just it the way they draw the justice league in the, from what I've seen and they kind of adapted into the black hammer artwork. I I'm just anything that Jeff Lemire does. I kind of just trust in and just get really excited for, especially when it's something like this. I would say this is, this is cool. This is, this kind of blew me away. Right. Is it, cause is it under, is it under vertigo? Isn't it dark horse? Or dark is it dark horse? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Dark horse, yeah. and that's right. So you just don't see that mix that often w- between companies. Um, I mean, I guess we we're seeing obviously DC and IDW for the Turtles comic, and now the show. But like, I don't Star know. I Trek. It, Star Trek Green Lantern. Um, yeah, so DC like DC does it. I guess Marvel just doesn't do it. That's that's what kind of I'm getting at. It's just like a DC seems to play nice with others. Yeah, in respect. Um, and Jeff Lemire apparently didn't burn any bridges over at DC because that that was the most surprising thing for me was that he left DC, went over to Marvel, and then just went to full creator own comics. So um, apparently, like I said, he's still playing nice with. DC, obviously, also working for Valiant, too. Right. Yeah. Um, All right. And then, speaking of Valiant, uh, we have a new Bloodshot comic that is coming out around the same time as the movie. Um, So it's going to be written by Tim Seeley and, uh, I think, uh, Brett Booth. Um, 
from the details, do you know the details of it? From like what I got, it seems like it is just kind of like a new, like one-off bloodshot story. I don't even know if it's going to be super ongoing. So the one-off story is going to be part of the free comic book day offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be kind of the intro into this new series. Yeah. So this new series is going to be written to kind of cater uh, to the movie. So it'll be more written in what kind of the, I, I would guess what they're going to take the path they're going to take for the movie so that people are, you know, on board with it in the comic verse. And, you know, it, it's just a gateway, you know, it's a gateway to the movie. That's what I was thinking. Okay, cool. With a, with a good team, you know, with a, with a, you know, yeah. well-known with Tim some names TV. attached yeah. to it, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's important to do that. I think that's, I think it's a pretty, it's a good power move by Valiant. Yep. I agree. Um, and in that, let's take a quick break. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowel.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Run, take it! All right. And in the, uh, I guess, a new category we're adding, uh, food and beverage, uh, Iron Maiden has announced their new trooper lager. Uh, it's going to be called Sun and Steel. Made with uh, Japanese sake yeast. Yeah, I'm reading about this right now. Not too crazy ABV, just 4.8. Um, so I guess he's been wanting to do a... Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden been wanting to do a sake-infused beer for some time. So this is uh, thanks to Robinson's Brewery out of the UK. Um, they're going to be doing it. So it'll be in UK... Uh, in May, and then the rest of the world later on. So, pretty cool. Listen to your trooper uh, <laughs> as you rock out on this. That's right. That's right. Just don't throw any bottles. Please. No. no. Uh, ne- next up, we have uh, Heat Heatmist. You know, it'll play on Heatmist. Uh, Heatmist Hellboy Hot Sauce coming. What do you What do you know about this? You know, the and- Hellboy Hellboy movie's coming, so it'll little tie-in merchandising? Yeah, I mean, they did the uh, Fireball whiskey a a couple years ago that was Hellboy. That was more based off the Magnolia uh, comic. Okay. Um, Seed of Destruction on the cover. So this one is going with the new movie. So just 
just doing some fun things, you know, like Deadpool with his trolley gummy candies, you know, Hellboys from Hell, Fire, Hot Sauce. I'll probably get it. I love Hot Sauce. <laughs> this sounds good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. All right, let's swing over to TV. Let's turn on the TV and uh, Amazon News. All right. So that's uh, Good Omens, uh, the trailer dropped. This is the uh, the Neil Gaiman uh, based series, right? What is it based on, a, a book? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so Good Omens was a collaboration um, with uh, Terry Pratchett. So they worked on some projects together. Terry Pratchett, Discworld was one of his big things. Good Omens is probably one of the biggest things. Uh, one of his dying wishes was to see this turned into a television series. So um, all the news that I'm reading from it, the people who've seen clips and everything have said, like, this show is going to be awesome. So I'm, I'm glad that we're picking up some pace around here. Checking that out. Uh, next up, Lord of the Rings uh, with Amazon taking on this this project. There was a lot of rumors about where, when it was going to take place. A lot of people were kind of leaning towards an Aragon uh, origin story. But now we have uh, we have word that's going to be taking place during the age of uh, Numenor, which is the second age of Middle-earth, which is predating basically what most people know uh, as Lord of the Rings. So this is uh, this is big news. We're really we're really opening up uh, the mythos. Yeah, just so it's um, it's the centuries leading up to the last alliance of elves and men and the first downfall of Sauron. So this is like thousands of years <laughs> before before Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? So we have we're not even getting to like that fight that you see in the old ones with uh uh Aragorn's um grandfather or whatever, great great grandfather, whatever. Um so yeah, I, I, it's crazy. So I just wanted to give a little bit cuz you know I love this kind of streaming news battle stuff. So I read a really interesting article today about how much money Amazon spent to get this, which was over 250 million dollars to get the rights. <laughs> And that wasn't the biggest, uh, it wasn't the biggest like bid for this stuff, but what sold it, what clinched it was Amazon has been obviously in the book business for a very long time. Um, more than anyone else. Right. So for the Kindles and everything like that. So the Tolkien estate was like, okay, what this will do is that if you sell it on Amazon, you show it on Amazon you're going to have a link to the book. It's going to automatically, you know, make people want to buy more books and more books that can be kind of, you know, the Cimmerillion and like some of the stuff that people don't know about. Obviously this taking place thousands of years before Lord of the Rings, none of us know about it really. No, I was just going to say, yeah, with uh, it's Christopher Tolkien, right? His, his, his son or his grandson. I forget yeah. which one, but he, He's been doing a lot of work to kind of like put uh, the unfinished works out or or just like collect works and put them out as anthologies and stuff like that. So um, I'm not surprised that they would want to explore what people know, because it's like, why keep why keep rehashing the same thing or what we know when you can give people more into like 
the mythos of what uh, Tolkien was was really opening us up to. You know? Exactly. Um, also in this article in Amazon, it's talking about how they may be an even bigger contender than Disney coming after Netflix because of because of the fact that they can directly merchandise everything that they have and get it to consumers within two days, which no one else in the world can do this. That, you know, and that's, that's the thing about the, the Amazon video service. I know like it doesn't offer a lot of like interesting stuff, but it, it is, it is a solid library and it does have good original programming that wins awards that people enjoy. And it's just like the next step is coming from them because and we probably don't even know a lot about it this is part of it but they in order to really compete they know what they have to do and they have the money to do so there's no there's no reason they shouldn't you know well they're getting ready to make a bid for um sports oh like they're getting ready to buy um nfl which is the most watch sports uh sport they already had that deal where they were they would air thursday night football um, for Amazon Prime people, you know, well, yeah, you can, you can watch those games, but that's they already have that relationship, so why not, you know, farm that even more? Well, a lot of contracts are ending now. Um, mm-hmm. for Monday night football, Friday night football, Sunday obviously is the biggest one, but like they're getting ready to make because some of them end in 2019 and then 20 and then 21 and 22. So within the next five years, if they own football. They can also take the UFC. They already have partnerships with stars, HBO, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. They are getting ready to make a sweep that could go and like just be like, oh, remember Netflix? How good they used to do? Well, we have everything now. <laughs> and the ultimate core cutting thing, it's like, what if Amazon had sports? You don't need cable anymore. Because in order for me to watch sports, I need cable, you know, yeah. and, and what you say is absolutely true. It's like if they could take something like Monday Night Football away from ABC, but that's a huge takeaway from Disney. You know, it's like, yep, it's massive. And then when you think about it, I, I talked about it and I'm sure I went off on a tangent, but like how Netflix doesn't merchandise. The only thing that they really merchandise is Stranger Things. Amazon and obviously Disney merchandises everything that's ever been made. Hopefully Miller World too when it comes. Right. I do hope Netflix will do that. Um, but Amazon has a way of reaching consumers and they have the metrics behind it to say this is how we reach consumers based off of what you're already looking at, what you're already buying. Like they make the suggestions, which makes me go and buy more things. So yep. that right there is something that Netflix doesn't have Disney doesn't really have unless you're buying directly from the Disney store. Like they don't have those numbers behind them saying these are how consumers shop. Amazon is ingrained in a good percentage of our Americans lives. I don't even know what that number is, but it's almost like it's a crutch that we can't get away from. Yeah. And And I don't um, know if I don't, I don't know if I want to get away with it. I'm okay with it. (laughs) So anyway, I went off way too long about it, but I'll let you continue. We always say there should be an episode. I know it's like my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Let's do it up sometime. That's my new show or uh, not show, but if I was going to teach a class, it would be (laughs) cord cutting one-on-one. There you go. 
That's yeah. You should start marketing that to schools immediately. I might have to. All right. Next up, uh, Netflix. Uh, one of my one of my favorite games uh, from PS3 was Capcom's Dragon's Dogma. It was just a it was a neat role playing game that had a lot of just monster hack hunter sl- elements. Hack and slash. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It was hack and slash and role playing all in one, and I, I loved it. And um, it was one of the reasons why I got really pissed off. I don't have a PS3 anymore because I didn't think about that backwards compatibility thing. But uh, apparently, uh, Sublimation and Netflix are teaming up to make an anime series based on this. And I'm really excited because there's a ton of awesome monsters in this. And uh, I love little swords and sorcery. Yeah, this was. Um, I mean, we're talking about it in the next one, too. They're really trying to expand their whole anim- anime realm. And Which is insane in the first place. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they have Castlevania. They had the Knights of Sidonia. Um, I think My Hero Academia might be a Netflix original, I think. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like what they're doing with all this. Um, so Dragon's Dogma is a great game. And yeah. uh, I'm all about, okay, so sorry. My Hero Academia is not a Netflix original, but I've heard that show is awesome and it's on Netflix. <laughs> but I'm just saying like what, like the net, the anime catalog that they have. You know, yeah, just, they're just keep expanding. Because it's one of those things where, yeah, they're just, you know, they got to compete with Crunchyroll because right now that's number one. Right. They fight on all fronts. It's interesting. They do. It's they interesting do. to see that. Uh, why don't you take this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. So, um, in the anime realm, they're going to be doing a new show called Gods and Heroes. Um, this is like right the f up our alley. Like this is a show about a young man who, cast aside by his people, learns that he is the illegitimate son of Zeus. He alone can save both heaven and earth. But to do so, he must survive the vengeful wrath of a goddess who wants him dead and the monstrous forces of evil she aligns against him. When's this come out? <laughs> Not soon enough. That's right. That's a, that's a really good answer. Yeah, I don't I don't know when. There's a poster for it. Um, and, you know, all you'd have to do is call it God of War, and of course I'd be there, but this, <laughs> is, close. this is as close as we're getting for right now. As you explain that, synopsis i was like yeah that sounds really familiar to me and i love it i I mean he didn't say like he takes vengeance against the gods that would be different that he is a god killer yeah yes (laughs) oh my gosh anyway Uh, so anyway i'm looking forward to that that sounds awesome uh next up time bandits i have to be really honest it's one of those movies like brazil um that i i feel kind of guilty i've never watched I, you know, I've never seen it either. Um, yeah. I do want to make a little uh, thing here. It's actually uh, coming to Apple. It is. Awesome. Oh. I'll fix that. Yeah, so Apple has not announced its streaming service, but it is also coming out. Apple streaming service is coming out this year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to have even more things to talk about pretty soon. Um, as far as all that's concerned, but yeah. So Taika Waititi, uh, it's going to be curious given his, his, uh, goofiness and like, he just did, um, what we do in the shadows. I think that just premiered, um, 
which is based off of his movie, which is really good. And I've read reviews of the show that says it's even better than the movie. So uh, that guy, you know, with Thor Ragnarok and everything else he's been doing, and he's going to be directing an episode of the Mandalorian. He's on a roll. Yeah. He is on a roll. Yeah. I can't wait to see more from him. Absolutely. And then uh, last up, I guess in syndicated TV. (laughs) Yeah. The CW, uh, the Katie Keene show is spinning out of Riverdale. The whole Archieverse we spoke about uh, a couple episodes or whatever ago. They're really expanding this. So they've cast Lucy Hale as Katie Keene. Yeah, this girl, we'll see. She was just on a show on the CW that got canceled after like six episodes. So um, I don't know much about the character. I think Lucy Hale, I've seen her in other things. I think she's a, a good actress. I think she just doesn't pick good projects. So um, she was in Truth or Dare by uh, Blumhouse, which I loved. I loved everything Blumhouse does, though. So um, we'll see. We'll see how the show goes. I'm excited to see more from that, from the Archie world. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, you've done a good job so far. All right, let's dive into the movies. We've uh more streaming streaming service news here, but on the movie side of things, uh, Disney Plus will have the entire Disney film library included vaulted movies. I'm yeah, not surprised. Huge. Yeah, I'm not surprised because why not? But then again, they're will they kind of just like feed them to us over time, or will everything be available at once and always? You know, we'll see. We'll see how that kind of works. Yeah, no more going into the vaults where they take them away and put out a special platinum triple Correct. base edition. Um, you know, I just, that's, yeah, that's going to be curious. It's going to be really curious if Song of the South is going to be in there. But I doubt it. <laughs> I kind of doubt they'll put that one out. <laughs> yeah. You guys can't. See that's what Chris is shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um but yes. Uh we could move on. <laughs> yes, we'll move on to Aladdin. Yes, you'll be able to watch the animated Aladdin if you get Disney Plus. And eventually you'll be able to watch the live action Aladdin trailer uh movie. I did not watch the new trailer. Oh. Right? I actually forgot to do it. I was gonna watch it before this episode, and I'm ah. A whole new world, I hear. That people really enjoyed this trailer instead of just being whiny about it. Uh, it was good. It was, you know, it was what people wanted. Basically, it was funny. There was a good breakdown of it, like on Twitter or something. It was like, okay, show them a teaser. Meh. Okay, show them the genie. Oh my God, this is horrible. Okay, put out a musical. Put out a musical trailer. <laughs> and then everyone was like, yay. So. Yeah, that that reminds me of those Mezco circles. That we've oh, seen. Gosh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah it was the fan um, base. The fan base circle of this. The fan base circle of life is what we're going to call it now. That's it. It doesn't look as good as the other Disney live action movies. I will say that it looks like it relies heavily on CGI, and this movie probably does rely heavily on CGI more than all the other ones, other than like. Beauty and the Beast. Okay, I can't say Jungle Book. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So 
it doesn't look like great CGI. It's also a few months away, so they have time to to flesh it out. I always they used a great. They used too much CGI when it should have been more like practical. You mean why? Because it's it is. I guess it's it is a very supernatural movie, but there is a lot of real real elements to it too. So why animate everything up? Is that what you're saying? It looks kind of fake. It just looks kind of fake. I can't. I can't even say kind that they're like not making good choices. The Tim Burton Alice movies, kind of? like <laughs> No, we don't even talk about good. those. Good. Very good. Yeah, right. Speaking of Alan Tudyk a few hours ago, um, <clears throat> he's everywhere, and he is going to be voicing Iago. I'm cool. sorry, Gilbert Gottfried fans, but uh, he's not coming back for this role. I think they're going. <laughs> Are they? Oh. Yeah, he had a he had a thing too, like a Me Too thing. So, oh, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, the the Alien fortieth anniversary short films. Uh, there's a little competition going on. Uh, the Spear Sisters competed in that, right? We we interviewed them about uh, one of their movies. Yeah, check out our trailer on don'tforgettotell.com. Uh, yeah, the Spirit Sisters, these twin um, twin filmmakers um, who have been working for a while uh, over in Canada. Um, they do a lot of great stuff. What they competed in a eight eight day, uh, eight minute, I think, uh, thing uh, trailer off or movie off called CC, which looked really good. Um, a short film festival, that's what it was, sci-fi short film festival. So their new movie for Alien is called Alien Or. Um, so we'll see uh, we'll see what's coming out from that from all those filmmakers and what they got going on. I, I wish we could have got asked to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a few uh, few short weeks until April uh, April 26th, uh, which is will be Alien Day this year. So uh, Get ready. We're only uh, we're only a, a month and a half out or so. That's it. A lot of stuff is coming. So if you're an alien fan like we are, things they get excited about. Four twenty seven, right? Four twenty six. Four twenty six. Oh, LV. LV four two six. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. All right, buddy. Why don't you take us into gaming news? Yeah, so we finally got some new details on the uh, Harry Potter Niantic game. So from the makers of Pokemon Go uh, comes Harry Potter Wizards Unite. It's an augmented reality game where you're going around catching things, (laughs) like Harry Potter things. Um, You know, there's inns and fortresses and greenhouse instead of Pokestops and gyms. I mean, really, it's probably the same game, just the Harry Potter skin on top of it. And I can't effing wait. Yeah, I. I it's not just your. It's. It looks even better because it looks, you're not. It means better. Yeah, you're doing like wand motions and different things. Like the Dementor fight I saw mm-hmm. was like you have to do this certain motion in order. Like I'm sure that I don't even play Pokemon Go because I didn't care. But, um, but yeah, I do care about this. So you got to do the the cool wand motions in order to yeah take down a- the Dementors or. Yeah, it's a lot more combat oriented. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks awesome. 
So I'm I'm pumped. Don't don't know the release date yet, but if you go to probably Pottermore or just like look up the game Harry Potter Wizards Unite, uh, you can sign up to be part of the um, when it gets released. They'll notify you. So uh, this one I need you to take, please. Yeah, I just saw it today. I didn't know that this was coming because I um, I bought the DC Super Villains game, the Lego game, and I really it's it's a fun game. Um, but I didn't know that they were going to be doing a Batman the Animated Series level pack. <laughs> a lot of the time they just give you. I don't think this is part of the season pass because it's not listed on there. I have to double check, but uh, <clears throat> they give you characters and they give you levels depending on what it, what it is, you know? So they have like Aquaman levels from the movie. They're going to be having Shazam ones in the future here, but this is cool. I don't know what they're going to pick from, from the, from the, the show, but um, why not? That's uh, I'm excited for that kind of stuff. They just load those games up with minifigures and, and things to do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's they're they're long, long games and good replay value. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, one of the best replay values in the video game industry, to be honest. Let's go back to the 90s, Chris. Um, is this? So, for the Sega Genesis, it was found some production art of a game called Hardball, <laughs> which is an Aliens versus Predator football game. So, if you look it up, there is concept art out there. Of like an alien in like a jersey, like pouncing on a football. What? <laughs> a predator getting ready to throw one. I mean, it is bonkers. It's just trying to compete with like mutant league football back in the day. I and... think back, yeah, back in the day though. Remember, there is that. There was that alien versus predator um, game that was a uh, in. You could go to arcades. Yeah, the side school. They NECA just put out figures for that. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, I just played that at a, at a, the Fun Center by me actually. That really? game. Yeah, for the first time ever. I never played it when we were younger. I don't remember it. <clears throat> well, that's yeah. So this was a, a cosmic hard bowl. Is actually <laughs> what the the game is. Just um, aliens and predators. Yep, they got to settle settle their conflicts through football. That sounds about right. (laughs) American views, the classic American showdown. Not yep. No longer a uh, you know a duel, but a football game. Yeah, it would have been great. Every year, instead of Madden, we get a new cosmic hard bowl. (laughs) Yeah, who's the champion? You know, (laughs) Machico. Yourself, yeah, just Machiko or Bill Paxton, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Bill Paxton is my quarterback, it's my new bumper sticker. And uh, that's it. All right, so let's move on to Star Wars. Um, not a lot of news <laughs> in Star Wars, to be honest with you, this week. Uh, we did get the big news, which was the release dates. Uh, of Galaxy Edge. Uh, they'll be opening up in California in May 31st, and then Florida, August 29th. That is a, I don't know how to put this, phase one release, because later on this year, after, okay, I'll tell you what it will be. It'll either be right before or right after the last Jedi, or, um, episode nine comes out. 
they'll release their Rise of the Resistance, um, where you'll be able to get more of that stuff from the later trilogy worked into the into the parks. They just can't reveal some things because uh, it would be spoilers for the movie. Yeah, it's super smart to be coming out um, this year specifically. I know it's oh, all yeah. planned. It's all this connected. Huge. Yeah. Um, just to be a, just to be closing out the Skywalker saga, uh, the way you know Disney is not that they are going you know full head on to closing it up, but this is well. JJ you know, did say that. That was the other piece of news this week. This is it. JJ said that. This is yeah, and actually, you know who said it? Sorry, uh, Oscar Isaac said it. He was on the news. I think he was talking about that new movie he's in with Ben Affleck on Netflix that just came out. Oh yeah, yeah. And he said, you know, of course they're going to talk about Star Wars with him. And he said, yeah, it's nice to know that this is the this closes out the Skywalker saga. So I'll write that down. What do you What do you think of that statement? I, I don't know what to think about it. Um, I would like to have a serious podcast at some point about all this. Um, I have way too many feelings to share on air about this at this point. Okay, okay. Without going into like tangents that people could throw tomatoes at me for. So, <laughs> um, I I say fine. It's it's great. I understand. Um, in in our news related thing. It's awesome. It's the smartest thing to do is like this park is going to come out and they can just fully flesh out this sequel trilogy and take advantage of it and just monetize off it and, and give us even more of what we want. You know, it's, it's, we have fun with it and that's all that's supposed to be. And this is just opening up a, uh, basically like a fourth realm. It's like the ultimate experience. If you're a star Wars fan, if you want to, if you are a star Wars fan, you want to go live in star Wars world. You want to experience that for a day a few days, a week, whatever you want to stay there permanently. Cause you have unlimited resources. Um, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'm flying a million Falcon. <laughs> yeah. I did read a set report that just, I mean, they've, they let, um, some interviewers go in and, and do some things. Not all of it was finished, but yeah, it's just, they said it, like even Bob Iger, this is the most money that we've ever spent on it. It's the most realistic of any of them. And just from what they got to see, they said it is the best uh, park ever created. Ever oh. created. How can it not be? Yeah, I just realized, on a little side note, I found out today that I get discount tickets to Disneyland through work. So I will be using full advantage of that at some point. Uh, yes, you will, Chris. Absolutely. Sure. Especially sure. since you can go in a couple months, which is insane. I know. So I'm just going to, I know I'm like the guy who's like fighting going at first, but I'm also the guy who would be right there if he could. Yeah. <laughs> you will, you will love it. So yeah. I know I'll never leave. They'll be like dragging me out. <sighs> okay. You know what time it is then from that? Oh. oh, I do. I do. It's the time to pursue some plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts, uh, Haya Toys has uh, previewed a couple of their upcoming figures, which will be previews exclusive. Uh, from the Injustice line, from the Injustice 2 line, we're getting 3.75-inch Black Canary and Reverse Flash. Um, so I was I was interested because I, um, 
I took a look at these figures and I took a look at the other ones. They are like a $20 price point. And I was like, that's kind of expensive for a four inch figure. Uh, but these look pretty good uh, from what I've seen. This is the yeah. same company that does um, the aliens and predators. Yes. Okay. In, in fact, um, they actually have a new uh, predator figure coming out too. Hmm. With uh, from predator two where his arms like off or whatever. Battle Damage City Predator. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, you know, here's the thing. They look good, you know, when you see them in photos. It's just that, like, once you go and try to, like, do that, like, I don't know, maybe it's my camera. Like, once I try to start getting really wild on four-inch figures, I just don't care. Like, it's too much work. The thing about them is that they work will, really well in groups. Yes. So like my old, like with my Star Wars figures, I'd love to collect that size because you can do really cool dioramas, like army stuff. Um, I like used that to do diorama that. company that we talked about. Right. So they, that's when you really kind of go buy those things because it's easier as a photographer to fit all of them into the, into your shot. You know, you don't have to have a big set. Most like, Lately, they've been much, I guess they have better details, but you're not really taking that close up of shots. You can right. do it more of like a, a wide angle or whatever you want to do. You know? Be good for army building. Exactly. Um, yeah. So these these figures, the price point is tough uh, to want to really invest in them, especially when I when I don't collect that size anyhow, but they do look good. And I... I, I remember when DC Collectibles did the original uh, Injustice line, uh, which weren't great, but I did like them because they came in two packs. Mm-hmm. I bought the Deathstroke versus uh, Green Arrow one. And I... It's just... it's I guess it's nostalgic, that, that size of figure. It's, it just doesn't really fit into my, my collecting anymore. And, you know, I've kind of moved on from it. Remember when... Uh... It was Marvel. It's not Marvel Legends, obviously, but what, Marvel what Universe. That? Oh my god, I love those though. I did too because remember when we were, were kids? like eight bucks too. Exactly, they were and they look good because you didn't see a lot of faces. You mostly saw masks or creatures or something. Exactly. They and it and it kind of reminded us of like what we had when we were kids. Yeah, that's what Secret Wars was. You know, that's what size those figures were when we were young. When yeah. those are the original figures I remember getting, and then. Then the, the X-Men line, you know, that we loved when we were kids, it was the same yeah. size. So, I mean, that just kind of, and when they got better detailed and they could do that, that's great. And it, it makes me excited. Uh, just like with like the Star Wars uh, vintage line, the vintage collection is a, is a great line to collect. If you can get like the newer figures, like I like to get fun ones like Effie's nest or, or I don't, I don't know, Snoke, you know, Things like that, where they're on the vintage-looking card, and they and they're made for collectors. That's that's if I'm going to collect that size of figure, it's still going to be Star Wars. It's got to be less than fifteen dollars, though. It's got to be less than fifteen dollars, and it's got to be Star Wars for me because that's kind of where I'm at with my Star Wars collecting. It's always been that since vintage. Right. So. All right. Well, where can you find us? We are on uh, the interwebs at don'tforgettotell.com. Your daily source for interviews, news, reviews, podcasts, and now our uh, our YouTube channel as well. Yeah, one thing that we 
forgot to totally mention, we dropped a lot of unboxings <laughs> this past week on yeah. Don't Forget the Towels and uh, specifically our YouTube channel. We've been kind of trying to beef that up here and there. So um, Chris just did a Mondo He-Man figure. Uh, I did a Luke Skywalker uh, Sideshow Collectibles. And Chris did what was the other one? You just did? General Grievous, the, General the new Black, Black series. series. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Like he just said, that that uh, video is out, but the actual article will be out next week. So we're just you know beefing up our content, like Casey said. That's it. So check those out as well. And um, like I always like to say, please go out there, read your comics, get woke, comic woke. <laughs> <laughs> Get Comic Woke and watch Love, Death, and Robots starting this weekend. Oh, really? Lo- yeah. Love, Death, and Robots. Okay. Uh, I will. Death and Robots starts tomorrow or today when you, you all be listening to us. So uh, this is Chris. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>